Any examples used are for illustrative purposes only and do not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and may not be suitable for all investors. It is not intended to predict the performance of any specific investment and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Welcome to Prosperity Principles with your host, Ed Cruz. Each week, Ed and his company seek to educate Americans like you by providing real strategies for protecting and growing their hard-earned money. Get set for a full hour of financial information and economic news affecting your bottom line. Ed wants you to reach the financial freedom you've worked so hard for. So now, let's start the show. Here's Ed Cruz. Welcome back to another week of Prosperity Principles. I'm Edwin Cruz. And as we close out this year, uh, we want to start you on the path to financial freedom in 2023 and beyond. So uh, we have a lot to cover here today, and we want to welcome back our co-host, Matt McClure. Hey there, Ed. How's it going? I know you've been, uh, you have been busy. It's been a busy time of the year, um, but I hope you're doing well this week as we uh, get ready for Christmas. Boy, I can't believe it's just a few days away. It's unbelievable. You know, I say it to everyone I speak to at this point. It seems like I just said Happy New Year just a couple months ago, and here we are going into a, another new year soon. And uh, the holidays are upon us, um, but business doesn't stop. You know, this market uh, has a lot of people scared. Uh, we keep seeing uh, all the changes, another half percent uh, rate hike. And so with with just everything in flux, business is just not slowing down. And, you know, there comes a time where uh, for as busy as you are and you appreciate that, um, you do uh, sometimes want a little a little break here. <laughs> Just a little bit of a breather, you know, to round out the year and then hit the ground running again for the start of 2023, you know. But yeah, we've got a lot of great stuff on the show today for folks looking forward to 2023 and, and some uh, great tips too. Absolutely. You know, when uh, when we think about um, coming into a new year, there's a lot of things that, um, that we say we could have done, we should have done, but at some point you have to implement a, a plan and uh, that's what we're here to help people do. Absolutely. It's all about education. It's all about, you know, learning about the different options that you have for your finances, planning for your future, uh, taking care of your finances, not only now, but in your future for your retirement years um, and all that, setting you up for success. And we really, really do appreciate you joining us here for this edition of Prosperity Principles. We're going to be around here for the next hour and we're going to um, also be around on the website um, really in, in perpetuity here. The, the website is myprosperityteam.com. You can go there, get past episodes of the show. Um, you can uh, subscribe to our podcast as well. Yeah, we're we're all over the place on the podcast apps, any of them that you listen to and, and want to uh, take part in, subscribe to us. We would really appreciate that. Just go there to, you know, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or, or whatever. Search for Prosperity Principles. The show will come up. You'll see the logo there. It looks like a, a tree and, you know, uh, growing so, and, and uh, prospering. And uh, that'll be there on the logo for the show. And subscribe to us. And for our listeners out there, we want to remind them that we do have a book, the Annuity 360 book, and we want to get that in your hands. You know, if you didn't do it in 2022, now's your time to change things for 2023. Call us for that book, 386-228-5769. Yeah, it's a good one, too. And it's not a, a tremendously long read at all, but it is jam-packed with a lot of great information about annuities um, and how they can potentially help you uh, for your retirement planning um, and provide you with an income in retirement and, and a good steady income uh, in retirement as well. 
Ed, we've got, as, as we mentioned, a lot of great stuff coming up in the show today. We'll uh, start out with our quote of the week here in just a few. We do have some important updates for the end of this year, for the end of 2022. So we'll go over those um, as well. We'll also talk about RMDs. That's something that comes up uh, toward the end of the year, a topic that people think about um, right around this time. So we'll talk about them. They're required minimum distributions. What are they? How can you avoid them potentially? Yeah, we'll talk about it. Uh, a Roth conversion could become a secret weapon in your retirement plan. We'll talk about that as well. We'll also have a financial checklist to jumpstart your new year. And we'll talk about uh, the um, inflation demonstration this week. I love it because it's based on the song, The 12 Days of Christmas. And um, I think it's just kind of, <laughs> it's kind of a cute way to look at uh, at the um, inflation kind of situation that has been going on. Um, but it's it's eye-opening at the same time. It's like we don't ever really get to have fun when we talk about inflation. So this is sort of a way to do it. <laughs> so I love that. I was going to say, it's not such a fun topic when you're thinking of um, how much more it's costing you, but you're right. You got to put a little, shed a little light to it, right? And yeah. You got a fun. Laugh to keep from crying, you know? Um, <laughs> that's one of those kind of situations. Um, and then if we get to it, because we've got so much going on this hour, um, how much Americans are spending on Christmas trees this year, that's a big one. And also a little look at this week in history. All right, that's what's coming up on the show. So stick around for all of that and even maybe a little bit more. But right now, we're going to start off with our quote of the week. And now for some financial wisdom. It's time for the quote of the week. Well, Ed, this week, our words of wisdom come from Will Rogers, um, who, of course, is no longer with us. He actually uh, died back in 1935. But, um, you know, around the dawn of kind of the entertainment age with, you know, radio and and um, that, you know, being um, something in the early part of the 20th century that uh, really made him very popular. He was an entertainer, a humorist. He was Oklahoma's favorite son, they say. Uh, he traveled around the world three times. He made 71 films, wrote more than 4,000 nationally syndicated newspaper columns. Boy, he was, um, he accomplished a lot in his lifetime. So this is what Will Rogers said one time. Um, he said, quote, the difference between death and taxes is death doesn't get worse every time Congress meets. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And, and you think about that today. And for as much as I'm all for, um, you know, helping all around the world, you know, we look at all this, um, all this money going out. As I look at to all these countries, and um, uh, you know that that's going to lead to taxes. Eventually, it has to lead uh, back to taxes because somebody's got to pay that bill uh, as we hand this money around the world. So, absolutely, you know, it it does kind of make you cringe every time uh, our um, our politicians get together. Yeah. You know, and it's not, as you say, it's not like we want people who are, you know, different countries who are allies and things like that to be high and dry and, and, and just, you know, left, left in the lurch, so to speak. But it's, um, you know, it's also a thing where you have to kind of think about what is the impact going to be on us here at home and, and our pocketbooks and our wallets. And yeah, it, it is, uh, it's a concern for a lot of folks going forward. All right, so let's go on now to some important reminders, Ed, for the end of this year. Um, we've got uh, the Social Security cost of living adjustment that is going to go into effect at the beginning of 2023. Walk us through this, because this is a result of that inflation that we just love talking about so much. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, again, going back and saying there are some things that we can make light of and, and have fun. Well, this is a this is a good one, at least for, for those recipients um, that are on fixed income. We we all know that the increase for uh, Social Security, the cost of living adjustment, is going to be 8.7% this year. And uh, if we follow up and tag on last year's 
5.9% cost of living increase. Uh, that brings our two-year total to 14.6%. And at least for everyone on fixed income, that's something that um, that everyone should, or seniors, or again, receiving Social Security should be uh, should be happy about um, because uh, they've been squeezed. And, uh, and I talked to many people that have had to sacrifice. In converse to that, then we're talking about taxes, right? And there are um, new tax brackets coming up for 2023. There are um, some differences in um, uh, in some of the uh, in some of the uh, write-offs that um, uh, individual you know um, employed people will have. Uh, but if, if you take a look at the um, the brackets themselves, you know some of those um, some of those differences being uh, where you would have ha- where you would have fallen, let's say, in the 12% tax bracket um, at a stage. Um, somewhere in the lower $80,000 range. Uh, now you are um, uh, in that at 89,450. So uh, some differences here, there, um, talk, talk to your tax professional about that. And that will apply for uh, single filers and joint filers. Um, there are gonna be changes. So, you know, pay attention to those things. Uh, they will have an impact uh, when it comes time to file. So again, here comes uh, year end and, and that mad rush to your CPA uh, is coming soon. Yeah. And and you got to be careful about it, too, if you are one of those who, as so many people have uh, over the past couple of years, taken on those side hustles, you know, and you've got you got a second job. Um, you got to make sure that you are taking out enough from your withholdings to cover that tax burden if you um, have that second job that throws you into another tax bracket. Just pay attention to that because, hey, I speak from experience on that. That one has uh, come back to bite me in the you-know-where uh, a couple of years in my past. So so I, I do speak from experience on that one, Ed. <laughs> you know, a lot of people, um, they take on these jobs and they really don't think about any additional tax exposure. You know, same thing goes for our retirees that want to make excess withdrawals to help their children or, or to make do that extra trip or to buy that vehicle that they've always wanted. And the one thing that I constantly have to explain to them is it's going to put you in that next tax bracket if you take X amount of dollars out. That makes them rethink their strategy. Uh, but there are strategies to help lessen that burden, taking the same amount of money out, but lessening that tax burden. Uh, we'll get into some of those possibilities here throughout the show, uh, but I also have some uh, additional ways of making that happen. Uh, that are not listed here, but that's why you meet with a, with a, an advisor like myself. You want to know every angle that you can take, you know, every possibility, anything that you can do to help yourself out, uh, whether it's through taxes or through the way that you invest. Again, you know, it's not what you do um, uh, at that moment of time. It's what you do throughout the years that has a compounding effect uh, and leads to that one moment when you need to make that that right decision at that right time. Yeah, it's like we've talked about before on the show, you know, with like um, compounding interest, you know, it's it's like it all builds up over time and um, it can be a good thing if you're earning compounding interest. It could be a bad thing if you're having to pay it. Um, but it's it's the same thing with like the effort uh, that you put forth into uh, planning for your uh, retirement. Your situation can either get much better uh, over the years or it can get much worse. Um, that's that's a, a great, great point and a great way to look at it, I think. All right. Well, let's um, moving on here to our next uh, topic of discussion, which is those RMDs, those pesky RMDs that people love so much, um, especially people who are, uh, you know, turning 72. Uh, let's talk about them. They're required minimum distributions. Tell the listeners if they might not have even, you know, had this cross their mind. What are RMDs, Ed, and, and why should people be concerned about them? Yeah, and, and quite concerned. Um, required minimum distributions obviously are 
distributions that the federal government mandates on you um, from your from your tax deferred accounts. When you were working, you had a 401k. If you're self-employed, um, you were building up in an IRA or a SEP IRA. If you're a, um, a, a nurse, somebody in the healthcare system may have a 401a, a 403b, and we could keep going down the list, but they're all qualified plans. For most people, uh, those qualified plans are due on December 31st. If you are the age now, 72 or older, you know, people tend to get a little confused because it used to be 70 and a half, and you have to kind of remind them it is now 72. Um, and those distributions are taxable. Uh, re required minimum, minimum distributions are for tax-deferred accounts, like I said, and you don't pay your taxes until you remove that money. Anything that you've contributed to, anything that you're employer has contributed into your plan. Everything is pre-tax. So when you start taking those withdrawals, you have to you have to pay taxes on it unless your taxable income is at such a point where your CPA says you may not have to owe on taxes. But that's a rare instance. So again, when you turn 72, uh, you have to start taking required minimum distributions every year and you can't skip. Um, the only exception where uh, you might not have to take that required minimum distribution uh, by the end of the year is um, when you turn 72, you have until April 1st of the following year to take your required minimum distributions and pay taxes on it. The only problem with waiting, um, if you do such a thing, is that in that given year, you may have to take two required minimum distributions. Um, so I advise against waiting on taking that first time required minimum distribution. You're just better off taking it the year before and getting it over with because if you double up on it, uh, obviously that may throw you into another tax bracket. Uh, there, there's a lot of things that you have to keep in mind when making these de decisions. You know, Congress determined that it would give people uh, that three-month grace period, but it comes with consequences, as I always say. Every decision we make has a consequence. <laughs> so, you know, we have to um, uh, be alert to what it is. And um, again, making two of those uh, could could hurt you. You know, the one thing that we will always do is is give you that advice on when you should take it, why you should take it. It's not just, um, you know, we. I just don't want to tell somebody to do it. I want to tell them to do it uh, and, and the purpose behind it. Make sure that we're doing this in some sort of efficient way and uh, required minimum distributions. You know, a lot of people say, well, what is that? 3%, 4%, 5% of what I have? And um, it's not based on a percentage like that. Um, it's it's actually a life expectancy table. There's a divisor factor. Um, and again, it doesn't matter, you know, where you are in this process. You know, if you want to know what that, that divisor factor is, um, we have the charts to show you what that is. You could also look it up on irs.gov. But then getting down to it, if you don't take a distribution, what could happen? Well, first of all, the IRS is going to come in and say, you now have a penalty of 50%. And I don't know anyone out there that would be happy to give away 50% of what that distribution was going to be uh, to the IRS. Um, in addition to that, not only is that quite a hefty penalty, you still have to pay taxes on not just the portion that they gave you, the additional, that 50% or uh, the other 50%, but the 50% you pay to the government, you still have to pay taxes on that as well. So talk about getting banged around. Um, you know, the one thing that I would say is if you have multiple um, um, accounts out there that, 
when it comes to retirement accounts, you might want to think about consolidation because the older we get, the more forgetful we get, right? And uh, I've helped people get out of this situation. Um, a case in point, had a nurse that we already had probably half a million sitting in in um, in accounts where we were managing the the RMDs, the required minimum distributions, but she forgot about her her 403B uh, when she was a hospital administrator at another hospital. And uh, two years into this, she says, Ed, you know, I have this other account sitting over here. And I said, okay. I said, uh, and you're taking your required minimum distributions, correct? And she says, no, I'm not. <laughs> and so obviously that was not good. Um, but we did write an extensive letter to the IRS. Uh, we had a CPA um, write everything out, what she would owe, um, what she should have taken, what she owes. We sent a check along with it, and the IRS forgave the rest. Now, is that always going to happen? I doubt it, especially during these times. This was this was over 10 years ago that I did this for someone. Um, so again, consolidation might be something that you're that you might want to consider. Um, don't miss out on taking your your required minimum distributions because it could be quite costly. Yeah, definitely. That 50% penalty, as as you say there, you know, the the biggest penalty that the IRS doles out and uh, they they take it seriously. Uncle Sam wants his money, you know, but but there could be a way, I think, for a lot of folks here, Ed, to um, say goodbye to those RMDs and really kick the IRS out of your retirement plan altogether. I mean, you know, a lot of people say, well, I worked for 40 years or however long in my career. And, you know, now that I'm retired, why am I still paying income tax? You know, I don't have, it's not like there's uh, work that is going on, but there are actually some uh, ways to reduce a large portion of that tax risk um, in retirement. And, and really these RMDs and any penalties that you might have to pay, the taxes that you would have to pay on those RMDs, that's all something that you can really get rid of if a particular strategy is right for you, that is. Oh, absolutely. And it's funny you mentioned that um, there are people I run into that truly believe once they're taking out their required minimum distributions or reach full retirement age that um, that they don't have to pay taxes. And uh, I don't know where some people get their information from, um, but we all know that myths fly around. And um, But no, there's no... Um, now, there's no unicorn out there, no no fairy dust out there that's going to get rid of the IRS from taking your from taking your uh, distributions or 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 taxing you, I should say, on your distributions. They're going to come. Um, but what can you do? And you know, the one question that I that I do like to ask people is, um, do you think taxes are going up or down in the future? You know, think about where we are today. Again, going back to our our um, uh, country's debt. Um, you know, when, when I ask people, and this is in other surveys, it's not just my questioning. We, we talk about this all the time. Most people do believe that taxes are going up in the future. And, um, you know, at this point now, they're, they're going to go up a tick. It's not that much um, at this point, but I do believe that there's a whole lot more coming in the future. Uh, so you might want to consider kicking the IRS um, out, of, uh, out of being a partner in your retirement. And, um, you know, what can you do? Um, first of all, you can reduce future tax rate hikes um, by implementing a Roth conversion strategy. And, uh, you know, you have to be careful there. You don't want to um, overcommit one year because that could put you in, uh, in a world of hurt when it comes to taxation. So you do this systematically, um, knowing where the limits are, where your income is and where that next tax bracket is. 
um, you know, smart, smart retirees diversify their money into different tax buckets. And um, so, you know, would you be interested in generating tax-free income during your, you know, 30 plus years of retirement? You know, people are living longer. So we have to consider that this is not a strategy that you're doing um, now and it's only gonna affect you for the next five, 10, 15 years. It could literally affect you for 20, 25 years. And, um, you know, that's a lot to think about. So, um, you know, obviously in our industry, we have different ways that we look at things and, you know, we have proven legal strategies to help you do that. So um, we all know that the market is down this year. So now could be a very good time uh, to do um, uh, tax, uh, the conversions for, for these IRAs. And um, so why would you continue to pay ordinary income taxes uh, decades after you've stopped working? You know, now's the time to take advantage of doing Roth conversions. And even, even more than that, uh, you might want to set up and distribute that over 10 years into a, let's say, life plan. And therefore, uh, you may get tax-free income. If, uh, if that's money that you don't need, uh, this is a way to pass that money along completely tax-free. So not just tax-deferred uh, to you as, as, you're, as you're here, but truly tax-free to the next generation, which is more than likely in a higher tax bracket uh, than you are in retirement. Yeah. And folks, you can learn uh, much more about that and get uh, a free full retirement plan consultation. Go to MyProsperityTeam.com. It's MyProsperityTeam.com or call the number 386-228-5769. That number, once again, 386-228-5769. Well, as we uh, mentioned at the top of the show here, Ed, we we can't believe it. I know I can't. I'm pretty sure you can't believe it. But the end of the year is just about here. Um, And we're going to start 2023. But what we want to do, folks, is help you start it off the right way. Get a jump start on your new year. And we've got a financial checklist here to go through, um, Ed, as we uh, continue on. Um, Number one is a biggie on this list, and it's pay off your credit card balances. I mean, this is uh, one of the things that I, you know, had in my mind earlier when we were talking about, or I just mentioned it briefly, really um, compounding interest, because that I think credit cards are kind of the biggest um, or one of the biggest sources of that compounding interest that just really snowballs. Yeah, with uh, rates going up, the uh, national Fed rates going up, you know, that extra half a point, you know, all that is is costing you in, in some way. And, uh, you know, credit cards um, now have annual percentage rates of over 20%, some of them uh, well into the high 20s and even low 30s. And so that's not where you want to be. You know, you, wanna, you want to minimize all that debt and, um, you know, start with the highest interest rates um, and try to pay those off. Uh, And if you've ever listened to Dave Ramsey, you know, I don't agree with everything he says, but when it comes to getting out of debt, I definitely agree. Look at that credit card with the smallest balance, get that thing paid off and work your way up. You know, every time you pay one off, it's a victory. It's a win. And, you know, in life, if we don't feel like we're winning, we we tend to give up. And so let's go ahead and put our minds to it and start start getting some wins uh, so that we can keep moving on. And um, uh, so, you know, again, getting rid of that debt is going to free up so much money um, that before you know it, you know, th- they'll be, they'll, you'll have that extra money for that extra investment, you know, for your future. And so, you know, that's the ultimate goal. And, you know, but let's sit down, let's talk about it and uh, let's put a good plan together. 
Yeah. And it's like you're giving yourself a raise, uh, you know, when you do something like that, you're, you're paying yourself once you get rid of that debt and uh, then you've got more money to then pay yourself for your future. And so that's always a good place to be. Um, all right. So that's paying off your credit card balances. The next thing on the checklist here, folks, is to maximize your tax bracket with a Roth conversion. We just we just talked about Roth uh, conversions and um, how they can be beneficial as far as getting rid of your, uh, you know, RMDs. Um, and so here we go again, this bears repeating because it's important. It does. You know, there are no required minimum distributions on Roth IRAs. And, you know, while you're working now, you can start taking advantage of making some, some smaller conversions and, and putting yourself in a better position. Uh, because, you know, when, once you convert to a Roth, you've already paid the taxes. So uncle Sam has already received his cut. So as this money grows now over the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years, all of that growth and your principal, it's all tax-free. So, you know, there's a there's another good good way of looking at this. If you were to predecease, you leave that money to your spouse or to your children, you're leaving that tax-free. And um, what, you know, what better way of taking care of your family than to go ahead and 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 get a jump on this and and start preparing for yourself? And if it's not for you, preparing for the ones that you love, and um, if you truly love them, you will do this. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, you'll want to complete your Roth conversions before you start taking required minimum distributions. Um, you know that's for multiple reasons, um, but you know when um, uh, when our when required minimum distributions um, uh, kick in, uh, you you just don't want to have that burden of being in that next tax bracket, you, you, you just want to minimize some things. You want to simplify it before you get there. So like I said, even before you, uh, before you get to that full age of, of, of taking those required minimum distributions before you retire, you know, if you're, if you're already in your fifties, you can start thinking about these, these, uh, conversions already, or at least in your early sixties, get that, get that plan implemented. Um, but but do this. It's going to be a huge burden lifted off of you when you uh, when you start taking those required minimum distributions with a much smaller amount. It will be quite helpful when you're on that fixed income. Yeah, definitely. So, well, uh, so number three on our list here, Ed, is to um, set a monthly budget for your retirement. And I think a lot of people might be might hear that and think, oh gosh, a budget, it's overwhelming. I gotta get out the spreadsheets and the, you know, all this stuff. I gotta practice my long division and, and my calculus and everything. No, it, it doesn't have to be that hard though. <laughs> yeah, pull out your uh, grandkids um, uh, geometry book or something <laughs> right. and, uh, and get to work. But no, L listen, you know, how much income is required to meet your needs and wants in retirement? You know, most people don't want a lifestyle change during retirement. Um, and if that's you, then we need to plan for inflation and future tax increases. Uh, you need to start thinking of these things. You know, while you're working, you have certain expenses. Um, you know, when you're retired, you just, you know, you put that, put that together, see what you need, uh, see what you're spending now, look at those differences, and then have someone that can give you an honest idea on what that future income is going to look like so that you know whether you have an income surplus or whether you have an income gap. Yeah, absolutely. So important to know that um, and really be prepared for it um, and plan for it in the future. Well, all right. So um, the next item on our financial checklist for the new year is develop a plan to pay off your house. 
Um, and this one can be a biggie too. And it might sound another one like like it's a little bit overwhelming or impossible to, to people uh, to get rid of that mortgage entirely. But boy, can it be beneficial. Absolutely. I, you know, I, the way I look at it is once you hit the age of 50, um, whatever raises you receive from here on out, if you still have a mortgage, that should be going towards that mortgage. Um, you shouldn't think of any other thing that, that, that you can do with that money except pay off that property. Um, and if you don't do it when you turn 50, you know, pick a number. If you say, well, I plan on retiring at 67, full retirement age, right? Well, then start 10 years before that. And every raise that you get, commit the rest of that salary or wage, whatever you want to call it, commit that to your mortgage, and you will realize that dream of uh, having that mortgage paid off when uh, when you reach retirement. And um, um, again, it starts off, pay off all those other revolving debts, and then take that, take that excess, put all that effort into that mortgage, and you will succeed. Yeah, and and that again is like a, a giving yourself a raise kind of a situation, um, because you know it's it's um, just money back in your pocket. And uh, I was going to look up here just really quick um, the average mortgage payment in the U.S. Uh, the average mortgage payment about eleven hundred dollars they say as of earlier this year. Um, so you know, could you use and, and you know obviously if you have a larger house here or a bigger loan. Uh, depending on on where you live and and all of that, if you've recently gotten a mortgage, you're probably paying a lot more because of the way that the real estate market had been anyway for the past couple of years. Um, but like, say it's fifteen hundred dollars. Could you use an extra fifteen hundred dollars in your pocket each and every month in retirement? I would say, yeah, that would be a good thing for for pretty much anybody. <laughs> I can't think of a situation where no, keep we'll just keep throwing that fifteen hundred dollars a month uh, at the at the mortgage lender and and keep it out of my pocket, you know? Yeah, and trust me, it's another big win. And you just want those wins. It, it just pumps you up and it keeps you motivated in life. Yeah, absolutely does. Well, our next item on the checklist for New Year's finances is to maximize your Social Security income benefit. This is another biggie here, Ed, and, and I think some people might not even think that this is a thing that they can do, but if you, speaking of like giving yourself more money, this is something that you have control of. And, and I always say, you know, control the things that you can control um, and don't necessarily worry yourself to death over the things that you can't, right? But control the things that you can, and this is one of those. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I think a lot of people know this by now. Uh, there's a lot of advisors that speak to this, um, but it, it's worth, a, it's a great reminder. Um, did you know that you can increase your benefit your social security benefit by 8% each year that you defer all the way up to the age of 70. And, you know, people say, Oh, should I take it now? Should I take it later? Well, you know, I, I take a look at um, family history, uh, how long their family has lived. Um, I take that in, into consideration. Um, but it, you know, if you're still working, um, why take that social security early? It's going to get taxed on top of that. Anyway, might as well just put it off, let it continue to grow. It'll be to your benefit. And when you retire, uh, you'll have a whole lot more that you can spend later on in retirement. And that's the goal. The key is to try to have as much income as possible in retirement. And if you start taking it early, uh, you're only hurting yourself. You know, you're, you're not hurting the government. Trust me, <laughs> they, they pay out less. They're happier for that. So, yeah, it's, it's a smart idea 
to uh, to let it go to its full term. And that is definitely my goal um, in retirement. So uh, again, we could talk about uh, multiple factors, but um, but for most people, there's no reason to take it uh, prior to, um, uh, prior, at least prior to full retirement. Yeah. And if you would like to find out, folks, if, if you might have uh, that as a strategy for yourself um, in retirement and give yourself that 8% uh, raise for each and every year that you do defer taking your Social Security income benefit, you can go to MyProsperityTeam.com or call 386-228-5769, 386-228-5769. And you can talk with Edwin Cruz completely free of charge, get a full consultation there. And we'll talk more about that in a moment. But now we're continuing our a checklist to sort of jumpstart your finances for 2023. And the next item, implement a bond replacement to delete fees. Just get rid of those fees and stop the bleeding in your safe money. I think a lot of people have realized, and I use air quotes for the safe money part there, Ed, because, you know, people don't um, really consider bonds to be their safe money anymore, the way that the bond market has been uh, here recently. Absolutely not. And just two days ago, I sat down with someone. We went over the uh, portfolio. And the first thing she brought up to me is, you see these fees that I'm paying? Do you charge those fees? And, you know, we obviously uh, showed her, not only do we not charge those fees, um, we actually have uh, indexes or indices, depending on how you say it, uh, that are fee-free. And, um, uh, it, it just, it put a smile on her face. I mean, it was such a simple conversation, but it was a question that was at the top. She didn't worry about the 25% that she lost because <laughs> we looked at the statement and it says how much she's lost by dollar amount and percentage. She was really concentrating on those fees. And so, you know, when you consider alternative fixed uh, income options that can provide you with a guaranteed income for life and zero fees, uh, yes, that's an option. It's a big win. And again, it was the motivator for her. She wanted to know that she would eliminate these fees throughout retirement forevermore. She didn't want to have to worry about that. I said, well, uh, you know, uh, to me, we, let's look at safety of your principal and, and, and everything that you earn. We want to make sure we keep all that safe. Uh, but I can understand, uh, you know, I said fees will definitely put a dent in your portfolio. Um but obviously, right now, the, the biggest uh, thing putting a dent in your portfolio is this market fluctuation. But um, it's funny that we're talking about this because I just experienced it. Yeah, I have this feeling like if, if uh, you know, you had said, well, yes, we charge those fees, she would have just gotten up and walked out at that very moment. It's, it's a huge thing for her, evidently, for, and for a lot of people, too. You don't want to be paying unnecessary fees, right? No, absolutely not. Yeah, that's definite, definitely true. Well, the most important thing, though, that we want to get across here to folks, Ed, is to schedule a retirement consultation. Because we say this all the time, and I um, am a big believer in it, that it's not a one-size-fits-all thing. There is no one retirement plan or re retirement strategy that's just right for everybody. So um, it's important that you get your particular situation looked at and um, I would say that you should give Edwin Cruz a call and or go to the website, myprosperityteam.com. So when they do that, Ed, um, what what happens? Tell us about the, the free consultation and all of the things that you can help folks with. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, just like this 
client asked me about fees and I would, I was going to cover that subject, but she beat me to the punch. <laughs> uh, but you know, we want to cover how, how you can reduce risk fees, how we, how we um, help you in, in, in situations where you, you may have a brokerage account and every year you're getting a 1099 for that or money at the bank that you're getting a 1099. Let us show you how you can defer those taxes or completely eliminate paying taxes uh, forevermore on, on that um, sum of money. Um, you know, let us help you figure out if you have the best strategies uh, under under the sun. Let us help you with social security maximization. You know, let us show you how to uh, close the income gap that you may have. Um, you know, people think, well, I have plenty of money here, and what what I'm not making. You know, I got I got two hundred thousand dollars sitting in the bank, and I just draw down from that. And you know, let me show you how not only you could how you can preserve that two hundred thousand um, dollars, but actually receive more more interest than the income that you're going to take. Um, in some cases, some of these people are just taking two three percent, and um, I mean honestly, throughout the years, two three percent, two or three percent, we can we can pretty much cover that with our eyes closed. Um, so you know, let us show you how to preserve your assets, uh, and always not just from the market, but sometimes from yourself. You know, let's just show you every way that we can help you. And um, it's complimentary. I'm not an arm twister. You have nothing to lose. And, um, you know, over the past couple of weeks, I've been from St. Lucie all the way up to Ocala. So, I mean, I've been talking about being all over Central Florida. I've been there. But if if that's the service that you need, I'm more than happy to sit down with you and uh, and show you how, how you can better your future. Yeah, definitely a, a priority for, I think, uh, a lot of folks these days. And if it is a priority for you, then you need to be reaching out to Edwin Cruz. Go to MyProsperityTeam.com. That is MyProsperityTeam.com. Or you can call 386-228-5769. Once again, that number, 386-228-5769. And as Ed just said, it's completely free of any charge and any obligation. So get that free consultation today. Want to know where your hard-earned money is going? It's time for an inflation demonstration. All right. Well, as we uh, are getting ready for Christmas, which is, as I said at the top, just a couple of days away, really, um, we're going to look at the 12 days of Christmas here and uh, as part of our inflation demonstration today. And yes, I did say that those two things go together, uh, the 12 days of Christmas and the inflation demonstration. And here is how they go together, all right? The actually PNC Bank that you may have heard of, um, I know that they're down in Florida because I used to uh, I used to live uh, down in Florida, actually not far from Port St. Lucie, which is funny that you just mentioned you just mentioned that. Um, but um, the, I know they got PNCs down there. So um, the PNC Christmas Price Index is something that they come out with every year now. It's an annual tradition showing the current cost for one set of each of the gifts given in the song, The 12 Days of Christmas, right? It's, it's kind of like the consumer price index a bit. It, it measures the, the changing prices of goods and services like housing, food, clothing, transportation, and more uh, that reflect the, the spending habits of the average American. So I wanted to take a look at some of these here, Ed, and it's, kind of, it's a fun way to kind of take a look at it all, um, even though, it's, as we said, you got to laugh to keep from crying sometimes. So, for example, if you, know, if you remember the song, what's the first item? A partridge in a pear tree, right? Well, that's right. This year, a partridge in a pear tree, Ed, will cost you $280.18. That's mm. up 
So <laughs> compared wow. to just last year, which is kind of great. Two turtle doves, even more expensive, 600 bucks for a couple of turtle doves uh, and to take care of them because they take into account the cost of feed and all of that. So the rising cost of feed is really why you'll be paying a third more. Yeah, more than 33% more for two turtle doves uh, this year. Um, you also have, uh, let's see, five gold rings up 39%, uh, six geese a laying up 9%. Um, seven swans a swimming, <laughs> they didn't go up at all. Um, but they still have a big price tag more than $13,000. Um, so yeah, I can just keep your swans and let them, let them swim at your place. <laughs> and, uh, so the true cost of Christmas in song, they say is $197,000 and nine cents. And, uh, that's up 9.8% year over year. Boy, that's, um, that is, that is something. <laughs> you know, I'll take those dollars and, well, I could buy a second home somewhere or <laughs> buy that fancy sports car or, yeah, you know, I'd rather spend it in other ways. Yeah, <laughs> rather than, you know, Piper's Pying and Geese laying and all that stuff. You know, that's good to sing about uh, this time of year, but uh, that's a lot of money that you can keep for yourself. Um, and speaking of money going out the door, as also as part of our inflation demonstration this week, boy, the cost of Christmas trees. Uh, have gone up as well. Uh, And uh, I can can imagine what um, the, because I, I, okay, I know that there's PNC Bank in Florida. I don't remember seeing pine trees in central or southern Florida uh, when I was down there living. (laughs) Well, Subway somehow, they get shipped down here. Um, (laughs) So we see plenty of them out there. Uh, People are buying real trees, but uh, 33.6% of American households uh, will buy real or fake Christmas trees collectively. That's $4.19 billion. That's with a B. That's a big number. An average of $85.59 per real tree and $122.60 per artificial tree. And I got to tell you, I just went on a, on a little uh, uh, Christmas tour uh, throughout our town. They have this little train called the Butler Express. It's really cool, actually. Um, but uh, you go out there and you see some of these homes and and um, trust me when I tell you, some of these trees are 14, 16 feet tall. Um, th- those didn't just cost $122.60. There, there are some, there are some big time uh, uh, people out there that are spending some big bucks on these big trees. So more power to them. But uh, I'll keep my, uh, I think I have about a, a nine foot tree. It's good enough for me. Yeah. Boy, we had some friends um, a few years ago. Uh, they, they have since moved away. I'm in, in Atlanta, as you know, and um, our friends moved from Atlanta out to the Dallas-Fort uh, Worth area a few years back now. But one of my favorite things to do uh, during the holiday season was they would always have a, a gathering at their house, and they had Christmas trees everywhere in their house. I mean, it must have been at least a dozen Christmas trees I believe they were all artificial, but it was cool because they would have like one with Star Wars decorations. That was always my favorite because the topper on it was like the Death Star. I thought that was just the coolest thing. And then, uh, you know, they would have like different themes for every tree. And uh, yeah, I mean, they spent a a pretty penny on those, but at least those were artificial. So you didn't have to buy new ones each year. It was a one time investment and that lasted you for quite a while. So that's that was the advantage there. (laughs) Well, they sound like fun, creative people. And uh, that makes for good times during the holidays. Absolutely does. Well, um, let's talk about a little bit here as as we switch gears and get into about 12 minutes or so left in our show. The the clock on the wall tells me. Um, 
talk about uh, once again the the bonds that might be in people's portfolio because we we've talked about safety a lot and and we do that each and every week because people are so longing for some safety for their investments right they see all the volatility in the markets they see the the upheaval on on Wall Street they see what's going on with cryptocurrency we we talked about that not long ago with um that the whole FTX debacle and just cryptocurrency taking a dive that's a volatile thing anyway right so people want some safety especially now so talk about bonds and why they might not necessarily be that safe investment that um that people uh, have over the years historically thought of them as right and you know and i and i'll say this you know some people tell me no i don't have bonds sitting in my portfolio and sometimes you have to look at some of these mutual funds that you have um they're loaded with bonds inside of them so when you think about bonds let's not just look at it in one fashion right list it as a bond or separate it in in a, in a category in your statements under bonds. Um, learn, know what's inside of your mutual funds. Know what percentage of bonds are inside of those mutual funds. So it, again, it goes back to that. You know, if I were to sit there and ask you, um, do you know what percentage of your portfolio is in bonds? Do you really know? Have you really studied your mutual funds to know? Um, you know, we found out that too many people don't know what percentage of their portfolio is in bonds, uh, and they don't know what bonds they currently hold. Um, and, and there are uh, uh, mutual funds that are just all bonds. So you really have to know what you're looking for, looking at. And if you don't know, you can go online and search for a prospectus. Yes. <laughs> and uh, look at that prospectus and look at what the, what the um, holdings are inside of that mutual fund. And you will figure that out. You don't have to read that 100-page prospectus, but you can find that certain page that tells you um, the percentage of what's inside of that mutual fund. So uh, hopefully that's a good tip. Uh, I think that alone is is worth a lot. That tip alone is, is invaluable to you. Um, do you know that 2022 was the worst year in history um, for bonds, according to the New York Times? And, you know, every time there's that interest rate hike, um, it, it's going to keep hurting that, that last series of bonds. You think about it, when those uh, when the interest rates first went up in, at the beginning of the year, that hurt all the old bonds. But think about this. We've had seven increases this year. And so those bonds that, um, that received uh, the increases at the beginning of the year, um, they have already suffered because the, the, the new rates today. So just when you think things are getting better, um, they're not, you know, they just continue to, to snowball and we don't want that, you know, bonds can take up, up to 40% or more of your portfolio for many retirees and pre-retirees. And, you know, we've talked about the, the, um, the different rules that are out there, right? The rule of 100 rule of 72, the 4% rule. We talk about all these things. Um, uh, and, and, and of course, you know, when we think about that rule of 100, if, if it's an advisor out there and he has you 80-20, or at least it looks like that on paper, uh, there might be an extra 10, 20, 30% hidden inside of mutual funds uh, that, you have to, that you have to dig into and figure out. If you don't know how to look these things up, you know, contact somebody that does, but get the information. Um, as we say, don't stick your head in the sand. That's not going to help anyone. Uh, so, you know, please get in touch and, and talk to us about bond replacement. Um, this is where we use fixed index annuities um, to help that situation. Let's eliminate the risk. Let's eliminate the fees. Um, let's guarantee you the additional income. 
Let's guarantee you that every time your asset grows, uh, that it never has a chance to go backwards again. So again, just let us help you in every way, shape, and form when it comes to uh, this type of investing. Yeah, and you can reach out at myprosperityteam.com or you can go to 386 or call rather 386-228-5769. 386-228-5769. Reach out to Edwin Cruz today. It's This Week in History. So some big and important things uh, happened as we take a look back at uh, all the, the past week uh, or so here in our history. Um, and the first one, the, boy, Ed, this was this was a big a big uh, date for a big guy. Uh, yes, it was. He, he was known as the refrigerator. Tell tell us about William Perry here. <laughs> oh man, I remember watching him. Uh, I don't know if you've spent spent much time watching him, or you could look back on it. But uh, back in 1962, uh, the American football defensive tackle William Perry was born, nicknamed as you said, the refrigerator. Uh, because of his imposing size, Perry stood at 6'2", 335 pounds. And if you were a running back, you did not run through that lane. It was closed. It, uh, <laughs> and so you, you didn't even go there. You know, Perry went on to win Super Bowl twenty as a member of the 85 Chicago Bears and recorded 29 and a half sacks in his career. And I can tell you, I remember these guys that would think that they were going to I'm going to stick it to him. I'm going to run through there. And he just stuck out his hand and he would just clothesline you. The guy was crazy good. So, yeah, I, that brings back, as you can tell, I'm smiling here. So brings back good memories watching that big dude. Yeah. Boy, you don't want to see him coming towards you. That's for sure. Yeah. My goodness. Well, well there we go. Small, he's big. Uh, yeah. Right. Right. You don't run him. Uh, right. I, that's the thing is I <laughs> I was going to say, he was not a wide receiver. Let's put it that way. Um, it's just pretty much a, uh, a no-brainer. Well, um, so on December 17th, so just a few days back here on uh, that date, back in 1903, the first ever airplane took flight. And this one was uh, one, you know, that happened at uh, Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, right? Orville and Wilbur Wright uh, were the pilots behind that first successful flight in history. Orville actually piloted the gasoline-powered, propeller-driven biplane. It stayed afloat or aloft or afloat, whichever you, you want to call it, uh, for 12 seconds um, and covered 120 feet on its uh, first flight there. You know, I, I would like to go farther than 120 feet when I get into a plane, but I, a lot of times now the way that, that uh, airlines have been, and I, I wish that a flight would take 12 seconds um, to get from point A to point B. <laughs> Yeah, you know, as kids, we have these wild imaginations. I know I've dreamed plenty of times I was flying out there, right? <laughs> uh, so to see something like this, imagine being the first one to witness something going up like that and staying afloat. Um, it, it was a heck of, a, of an accomplishment. Yeah, definitely so. Very historic. Um, now, Ed, I don't know um, if you're a big uh, fan of this particular program or not, but it's been around for a long time, actually since 1989, December 17th, 1989, The Simpsons uh, made its television debut. Um, and since then, it has aired 738 new episodes. I mean, it, that's a lot. It, it was out there for a long time. Uh, did I peek at it once in a blue moon? I did, but it was more my son watching The <laughs> Simpsons. Uh, but, you know, I, you know th the way that they told their jokes and all that, sometimes I was a little like, uh, yeah, I don't want my kid watching too much of this either. You know, I was a little squeamish about it. But, um, you know, just, just trying to grow them up to be good citizens. But uh, 
uh, I know that they had their um, their time, long time. They were very popular. They sold a lot of uh, uh, Simpson dolls in stores and everything else. So very popular, I understand. Uh, but nah, it wasn't much of my thing, but <laughs> did peek at it once in a while. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of the same way. I, I sort of liked some, kind of some of the parodies of, the, the, of stuff that they did. Like one time there was... Um, a parody of uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, except it was Homer going to where the, to the brewery where they made the the beer, you know, and it, it was just that was just really funny, kind of the way they wove that together. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was a fun show, one that I ever really got into. Well, but how about this, Ed? Are you a fan of How the Grinch Stole Christmas? Now that's that's funny, and and it makes me laugh because I have a good buddy I grew up with, and he likes to dress as the Grinch. <laughs> and um, here this year, he went out to a, uh, he was at a 76ers, Philadelphia 76ers basketball game, and he wore his costume, and they actually had him up on the Jumbotron. <laughs> I love that. Uh, so, so, so he actually, and then of course, his wife is recording all this stuff. So uh, crazy dude, Dr. Michael Sarnoff, hat goes out to you. He pulled it off and uh, uh, that's great. But yeah, no, I, it's, um, that was, that was how should I say it? It's historic. It's a classic. Um, I definitely enjoy the, um, the, the Grinch and the Dr. Seuss series there. Yeah, definitely. And it, it made its television debut on uh, December 18th, 1966, the original animated um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And then it, there was another a movie version, full-length film version back in 2000 with Jim Carrey as the Grinch. I actually love that version too, but I have to say that original animated one is always, always going to be my favorite. Yeah, Jim Carrey's quite the character. <laughs> he really, really is. All right, Ed. Well, we're just coming to the end of the show here. Um, it has once again flown by. A lot of great info, a lot of uh, wonderful um, advice for the listeners out there. Now, we're coming up on Christmas here. I wanted to take this opportunity to, of course, wish all of our listeners a very Merry Christmas um, and um, just all of the best and and to, to everyone and your families also. And likewise to you, uh, Ed, I know that um, uh, you and your family will have a great holiday. I really hope that and, and, um, and wish that for you. And we'll talk again um, one, once again uh, after the holiday has come and gone, I guess. Absolutely. Merry Christmas to you, Matt, and our listeners, and uh, have a good one. Thanks for listening to Prosperity Principles. You deserve to work with a financial and insurance expert who can offer strategies for protecting and growing your hard-earned money. To schedule your free, no-obligation consultation, visit MyProsperityTeam.com or pick up the phone and call 386-228-5769. That's 386-228-5769. Not affiliated with the United States government, Edwin Cruz does not offer tax, legal, or investment advice. Consult with your tax advisor or attorney regarding specific situations. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice. These opinions are not intended as investment advice, nor do they predict future performance of any product. All information provided is believed to be from reliable sources. However, we make no representation or warranty as to the accuracy of any statement. This information is intended to be educational in nature and does not provide a guarantee or a specific result. All copyrights and trademarks are the property of their respective owners. Ameri Life assumes no responsibility or liability for the content of this message. The information contained herein is provided on an as-is basis with no guarantees of completeness, accuracy, usefulness, timeliness, or of the results obtained from the use of this information.
As the song says, It's the most wonderful time of the year. But don't let holiday spending wreck your retirement plan. I'm Matt McClure with the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife. Just over $832. That's how much the National Retail Federation says the average American plans to spend on holiday gifts, food, and decorations this year. Many of us will spend much more than that. So how do you keep from overdoing it? Financial website Investopedia has some tips on keeping holiday spending under control. Number one is perhaps the most important. Set spending limits for yourself. Tyler Ferguson with Jack's Federal Credit Union agrees. Some can even go old school like myself and use a cash spending plan to ensure that you're staying inside of your budget. Uh, You're actually using cash to mitigate those swiping of the cards. Uh, It's also an effective plan if you have kids uh, wanting to shop as well. That from News 4 Jack's. The number two tip from Investopedia is to make your own naughty or nice list. In other words, if your shopping list includes more than five people outside your immediate family, start cutting it. Then, bake cookies or other treats to give to those who didn't make the cut. That way, you spread holiday cheer without breaking the budget, and you don't seem like Scrooge. Humbug! Other bits of advice from Investopedia include being realistic about your budget, collecting coupons or discount codes, and organizing group volunteering instead of holiday parties. Ferguson says one thing you should not overlook is getting the kids involved. Uh, For the younger kids... You want to give them a smaller dollar amount, uh, maybe a $10 uh, cash transaction to kind of help provide them a visual observation of what they're using the the funds for. And then for your older kids who have either been saving themselves already or they have a lump sum to kind of go shopping with, can open up an account for them, go over how to budget and how to spend. So how can you give this holiday season without busting your budget? That's a key question to consider as Santa starts warming up the sleigh. With the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife, I'm Matt McClure.